Hello and welcome to Princess in the Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Sawyers, and I'm ready to talk Disney movies past and present. Once upon a time, Hannah and Nathan sat down to talk about cars. Thanks so much for being back on, Nathan. I appreciate you being one of my guests. So, obviously, you've been on before, so we've wrapped up the Toy Story series. I'm going to ask why why cars next. I'm I know the answer. But for those for those who don't know you like I've known you my whole life, why don't you tell uh, them about all the things cars that you love? Well, um, I mean, I was surprised that this movie hadn't been picked already because it's a pretty popular one. Um, but I like NASCAR. I've liked racing since I was little. Um, I've been to the local dirt track here in Lawton, um, I don't know, probably hundreds of times. Um, from back when I was really little all the way up till, you know, just as recently as last year. So, um, yeah, I just like racing and I like cars and working on cars and all that kind of stuff. So that's probably would have been my second choice if it wasn't for Toy Story. So And so you're going to do the, uh, the whole series, right? Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So you already told why you picked your movie, mm-hmm. but... Why don't you give us an overview of the story, kind of like a beginning, middle, end. All right. So basically, Lightning McQueen is the main character. He's a fancy new race car, and he's racing in, uh, it's called the Piston Cup, which is a take on the Winston Cup from real NASCAR. And he's really good, but he's also really arrogant and, you know, kind of wants to do his own thing and thinks he can do it all by himself and doesn't need anybody else. And at the, the first race that they show, they the three leaders in the Piston Cup point standings wind up tying in the race. And so they have to have a one-off race between just those three guys the next week. Um, And, you know, the winner supposedly gets this big sponsorship deal with the uh, Dynaco, um, which is the gas company that's in every Pixar movie. And so they have to travel to California to do that. And along the way, Lightning McQueen, through a series of unfortunate events, winds up in Radiator Springs, Um, where all these old cars are at and the town's kind of been forgotten and it's dilapidated and um, it's on Route 66 that's been bypassed by the interstate. And so there's, you know, nothing really going on there, just a bunch of old cars sitting around talking about the good old days. And he gets in trouble for speeding and then he winds up tearing up the road and all this stuff and his punishment is to fix the road and then he can leave. And while he stays there, he, you know, grows to love the town and love the people in the town or the cars in the town. And then, you know, they uh, finally dock the the guy that's kind of over the town, the head of the town. He calls and tells the media and stuff where lightning is at. And then they come and find him and he winds up making it to his race, but he realizes that he really misses the people that were in the town back there. Mater being his best friend and, you know, Sally is his love interest and all that stuff. And, he winds up not winning the championship. He actually comes in third out of the three cars because he, you know, has a heart now and helps the king across after he gets crashed and then winds up getting the Dynaco sponsorship and, uh, you know, still has the love of all the people in the town and winds up basing his headquarters out of Radiator Springs and the town gets new life because now all these people want to come through there. So Awesome. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts about the storyline? I mean... It's very similar. So, I mean, there's a lot of, I feel like, references in this movie to real-life events uh, as far as racing goes. You know, the the first race that Jeff Gordon was in, he was racing against Dale Earnhardt and Richard Petty. And that was also Richard Petty's last race, which is kind of similar to this one. And, you know, I feel like that 
I don't I don't know if they were basing it off of that specific event or not, but it, it kind of had that feel of, you know, the, the guy that's been dominating is leaving. The guy that is dominating right then is still there. And then the new guy that's coming in is trying to, you know, take over. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know if they meant to make that reference, but I felt like that was something that was, you know, kind of obvious knowing the history of NASCAR. So, but yeah, there's there's a lot of references. So. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions when we talked about like characters. Yeah. I was like, I know that these cars are supposed to be real people. Like, mm-hmm. who are they? And so you've already yeah. covered that. So that's. Perfect. But I'll get, I'll get, I'll get more into that when we talk about characters too. But yeah. Perfect. This movie also is loosely based. Radiator Springs is based on a compilation of a couple of towns, um, but it's also specifically based on Stroud which is here in Oklahoma, and there's the Rock Cafe, and the owner's name is Dawn Welch, and she was the inspiration for Sally. Um, And so that's really cool. If you go to that cafe, they have, like, these really sad-looking plywood cutouts of the cars. Mm -hmm. And so that's just kind of a fun thing. If you're in Oklahoma and you want to go check something out on Route 66, you can go to the Rock Cafe in Stroud. A couple years ago, it burned down. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they lost a lot of their Pixar memorabilia that they had been Mm -hmm. given when the movie opened. But it's my understanding Pixar replaced some of that. So that would be a cool thing to go see if you are in Oklahoma. I don't even know really where Stroud is. Isn't that western Oklahoma? Um, It's up towards Tulsa a little bit. That's actually where my wife is from. Oh, okay. Okay. So there. You can go there whenever yeah. you go to Stroud. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about characters. This is a very small list. There's a big bunch of characters in this movie that have mm-hmm. little parts. Oh, yeah. But kind of like the main cast are Lightning McQueen, Toe Mater, Sally, Doc Hudson, Chuck Hicks, and Mr. The King, mm-hmm. as Lightning calls him. Yeah. Um, who are your favorites and why? Uh, I mean, obviously, all the race cars are a favorite, um, and Doc Doc is a pretty cool um, old race car and stuff like that. But I mean, I think Mater honestly steals the show because he's, you know, he's the funny one in the whole movie, and it's voiced by Larry the Cable Guy. So I don't know how much more uh, personality you can get than that. So Mater's obviously probably one of the crowd favorites, but I like pretty much all of the all the race cars, you know, because that's my thing. So. But yeah, there's, I mean, you mentioned all the little references, like Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in there. Obviously, he's pretty easy to point out because he's the race car with the number eight on it. And then the king is Richard Petty. He's actually voiced by Richard Petty. And then Daryl Cartrip is Daryl Waltrip. Um, and Bob Costas is Bob Cutlass. You know, they, they didn't get real creative on everybody's names. <laughs> so, um, And by real yeah. creative, you mean not creative at all. <laughs> yes, that was very sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a a lot of those type of references, and, and Michael Schumacher, he's a F1 driver for Ferrari. He's in the movie, and of course, you know, uh, the Luigi and Guido, they kind of pass out over pass the out. whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's uh, a lot of those references, and even in the the end credits, whenever they have the, you know, all the different Pixar movies as cars and stuff like that, it was pretty funny, and and John Ratzenberger gets to make the comments about they're just reusing this guy over and over what kind of what kind of production is this you know it's pretty funny so there's there's a lot of a lot of little parts but yeah 
Yeah, I love Sally because she's, like, so committed to her town and, like, making it a better place. Even though we learn later on in the movie it's not, like, her hometown. It's just Mm -hmm. a place she came to that kind of saved her. And so now she's committed to making it a better place, making sure that any opportunity that there is to make it better, to attract customers, to show people what Radiator Springs is, she she wants to take advantage of those opportunities. And the other thing I wanted to talk about was, okay, so we've got Hudson Hornet, who's Doc Hudson, right? Mm -hmm. So he was a race car, and then he went to medical school. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, that's an interesting, <laughs> interesting evolution there. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know a lot about race car drivers. Are race car drivers typically college educated or do they? Um, not really. I mean, because a lot of them, they, they, you know, will grow up racing and that's just yeah. kind of their, their career path. But I mean, I guess if you got out of school or I got out of racing in your 30s or 40s, you could go to school and become a doctor after that because that, you'd probably have the money at that point to do it so yeah, if you were good that's true. you know but i was just thinking like starting like you wouldn't even be able to start from like okay i have a ba or a bs like you'd mm-hmm. have to start from the beginning so oh, like yeah. that's a solid like eight more years oh yeah to definitely. get your doctorate assuming that cars doctorates are the same as <laughs> yeah. people yeah. doctorates yeah. that was just an a thought i had that i was like Man, that's an interesting change of paths. Well, and if you think know. about it too, a car doctor would actually just be a mechanic. Mechanic, um, yeah. And that's they true. can go to school for, you know, two years, and maybe with all the experience that Doc had back in the day of working on, I would assume himself, you know, as a car, he probably could work on others pretty easily too. So that's also you know. true. I just thought Doc, <laughs> and so in my head, yeah. I thought. You know, medical doctor, but that. But yes, and that on makes this on his sense. sign outside of his his place, it says "Doctor of Internal Combustion." So <laughs> that's pretty. So funny. we're probably both right, and yeah, he he probably did go to medical school and mechanic school. He probably did both. Probably, let's, yeah. Let's just be real. So <laughs> yeah. I, sometimes I get lost in these thoughts, and I'm like, "This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever thought of." Oh, like, yeah. Why? Why did I go here? But it's fine. So let's talk about quotes from this movie. There are a lot of like little one-liners and there's oh, so much fun. What are yeah. your favorites? Um, I mean, obviously the one that's probably everybody's favorite is whenever um, Lightning McQueen comes out after seeing all Doc stuff and he says, he's won the Piston Cup. And then Mater's like, you did what in this cup? <laughs> that, was, that was kind of an adult, you know, more of an adult humor. But uh it's still it's still one of the best, and I mean, you know, you've pretty much anything Mater says is usually a good a good quote because um, he's he's just funny. And I wonder how much of that was you know actually scripted, and how much Larry the Cable Guy just said, and then they were like, "We'll use that one," you know. So we are going to animate this now. That yeah. is one thing I learned when I watched uh, the making of Frozen Two is. Mm-hmm a lot of the voice tracks are laid down ahead of the animation so that they can match the animation like to their face expressions Mm -hmm. and stuff, which I don't know that that would be the case as much for cars because like they don't make faces as much. But I also remember this movie took a really long time to make. And I remember cars Two also took a really long time to make. Yeah. I I read up a, uh, there was a, a 
deal that said that even though they had a farm worth of computers working, um, it would take roughly seven, I think it was 17 uh, processing hours for one frame of video. Um, and I mean, that's just insane, which they said that was a hundred times faster than uh, I think it was the Incredibles or something like that, or hmm. one movie that was four and then like a thousand times faster than Toy Story, which is the first one. So, I mean, yeah. it, it took a while to get all that processed out. So, yeah. And so I, I think you're right. Like, I think they probably had tracks laid down and then they were like, Oh, we like that. So, yeah. um, my favorite quote from this movie is during the final race. Um, I don't remember which announcers says it, but lightning is pushing the king into, you know, in into his last lap of his last race because he's mm-hmm. he can't go anymore. And someone says, "Is pushing allowed?" And the other announcer goes, "He's not really pushing. He's just giving him a little bump drift or dra- <laughs> yeah. bump draft." And yeah. I I thought that was really funny and it it shows it really does show the character development of Lightning just in this movie. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, he come, starts the beginning off as, like, super arrogant and, like, very yeah. full of himself. And it's just really cool to see him come full circle and be like, no, this this should be about the king. Like, mm-hmm. he should get to finish his final race, and I'm going to help him mm-hmm. do that. That quote that you said about the, the bump drafting thing, that was Daryl Cartrip that said that. But in real NASCAR, you're not allowed to push somebody on the last lap. That's actually a rule because, you know, if somebody ran out of gas, your teammate couldn't come up and push you around to help you finish better. You'd have to just either coast around or you would just not finish. Um, so mm. it's funny that you said that because that, that's actually a real rule that you're not allowed to do that. And by him saying, oh, he's just bump drafting, you know, that's how they would probably lie and say that oh, I wasn't pushing him. I was just bump drafting. So. <laughs> Yeah, and then this movie also has some memorable quotes, like, you know, speed. I am speed. Like Mm -hmm. that – I think the movie opens to that in the dark while he's sitting in his trailer. And then he goes through that speech again right before his final race. But this time, instead of it being pitch black and focused and moments of racing on the track, he's seeing moments at Radiator Springs, interrupting mm-hmm. his thoughts, interrupting his like meditative state that he goes into before he starts every race. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think that's a really memorable quote. And then we all think of Kachow. Uh-huh. And I feel like sometimes we think of Kachinga, Kachinga, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, yeah. ugh. Makes me uncomfortable. It's fine. That that's one thing we didn't talk about in the characters. Man, that character just bothers me. Like he's just Chick so Hicks. uncomfortable. Yeah, I do not like yeah. him. Which I mean, yeah. I guess that's the point. But yeah, you know, whatever. Um, let's real briefly talk touch on the Cars sequels. Obviously, we'll talk about it more in a couple months when you get back mm-hmm. on. Cars two is complete garbage. I mean, we. We can agree on that. <laughs> well, honestly, I have never seen Cars 2 and 3 because I heard <sighs> about it being bad. And so I was like, ah, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to mess up the first one. You know, with Toy Story, I had to watch the second one. But yeah. with with Cars, people saw it before I did. And I was like, I'm just going to let that one ride for a little bit and maybe I'll watch it someday. But not right now. Yeah. So. Cars 2 
he's like a spy or something. I don't even remember. I just remember being disappointed. <laughs> and then Cars, Cars 3 is better. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll talk about those more later on. Mm-hmm. I feel like there, there was such a good opportunity to tell a good story about the town of Radiator Springs and what bringing Lightning McQueen's, like, headquarters to Radiator Springs did for the town. And, you oh, yeah. know, there could have been some sort of conflict created easily in that story. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe vandals come and whatever. But yeah. I think it would have been really interesting and I was just really disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> but. Because they're not even in America. They're overseas. No. On that one, so. No. Yeah. Which I do like the spy character. She's mm-hmm. British. I think that's why I like her. Because I like her accent. Yeah. But anyway. We'll go on to favorite moment. And leave you guys hanging. You're going to have to <laughs> listen to all of Nathan's episodes over the next couple of months. So what's your favorite moment in this movie? I I like I mean obviously the racing stuff is fun, um, but my one of my favorite moments is the one where Mac is driving down the road with um, lightning in the back and he starts to fall asleep and these modified cars pull up along next to him and they you know make fun of him for being a dozer because he's you know dozing off and kind of weaving all over the place and so they they push him back and forth because he's still going but they lean against him and push him one way and push him the other. And then the one guy gets out of the way and he's going over the rumble strip and then he comes back and then the, I think he's sneezy or something like that. He sneezes and then fire shoots out of his tailpipes and it scares Mac and then that's what causes lightning to fall out the back. So that, that, that moment's pretty funny and I just like how they kind of mess with him on the road because, you know, I feel like that's the kind of race car people that would mess with other drivers on the road. So, but yeah, that's, like I said, most of the racing moments are fun too. Yeah, my so I have a favorite scene and then I have a favorite moment. So my favorite scene is, you know, Lightning and Tomato are really having a lot of bonding time. And so they go cow tipping, which is tractor tipping. And that seems just really fun. And like, I love the fact that they bring it back for full circle when they have the cows tractors stampede into the town after (laughs) tomater has like gone completely off the rails tipping cows i i love that scene i think because there was a level on the gamecube game where you got to tip the cows where you got to tip the tractors and you had to like you couldn't tip too many or they would stampede and it was like a thing i don't even remember if that's exactly what the like premise of that was but i love that game and so that's my favorite scene. My favorite moment, though, is Chick Hicks, you know, has won the Piston Cup. And so he's on the platform and he's like, where's my trophy? And like someone throws the trophy at him and he's yeah. like, where's my confetti? And they literally shoot the confetti at him. And you <laughs> see him get hit from one side and then he gets hit from the other side by the confetti. And then everyone starts booing him because they're just over him and over him as a person yeah. and or a car, I guess. Um but yeah, I I really love that scene. It's really good. Yeah. Well for it's kind of funny for his big name actors they had voicing him in Michael Keaton. He wasn't he didn't talk very much in that movie. So, you know, mm-hmm. he was basically at the very beginning and at the very end. So yeah, yeah, that, and that part was few, funny. And in a few moments, like where they would show like news clips, 
we mm-hmm. talked a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've made it to final thoughts. I want to talk a little bit about cars at Walt Disney World as well as at Disneyland. Um, Disneyland has Radiator Springs at, um, I believe it's at Disney's California Adventure, and it's gorgeous. Like, you get to ride in a car and drive through Radiator Springs, like where the cliffs are and stuff, mm-hmm. and you walk down the road and there's flows. It's so neat. At Disney World's Hollywood Studios, they have a smaller section where you can take a picture with one of the cars from Cars 3, whose name has completely escaped me. Um, and then when you – there's a racing academy. So you get to sit down. Lightning McQueen gets to teach you how to be a race car. That's I don't cool. Know. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I don't remember everything about it. It's a really great place to sit when you're really hot and tired because mm-hmm. it's air-conditioned. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I remember about it. Um, <laughs> but that's really fun. And then when you go to Disney's Art of Animation Studios, each like building has a theme, and there's Little Mermaid, and there's the Lion King. Well, there's also a car section, and that section's really cool. It's got almost life-size cars mm-hmm. um, that you can take pictures with. And so that's really neat as well. Um, as far as the parks overseas, I don't know a lot about what they have as far as cars, but it's so cool. I I love having – I've got a really cool picture with um, Lightning McQueen and Tomater from when they used to have a meet and greet. And then I have pictures with the new cars too. It's so much fun. I just yeah. love cars. And they're just fun cars. Like – they're fun characters, and I think they're really cool. Are there any final thoughts you have? Um, I was just going to say there's a lot of you know details in this movie that I think a lot of people would overlook if they didn't know you know about them or had seen that reference before. And I think one of the references, like I didn't look this up, but I was just thinking about it. So uh, Lightning McQueen is number 95, and that's when they came out with Toy Story. Uh, 86 is Chick Hicks's car number, and he is based off of a 1986 Bush or NASCAR Grand National car. That's what they used to look like in the 80s. And then, of wow. course, Richard Petty, the king, he was number 43, and so they have the same number for him, obviously. And he that's based off of his car, the the um, the Challenger, Dodge Challenger, the Daytona version. Um, that's what he's based off of. So, I mean, those are just the three details in just those cars. And then even, you know, the animation part where, um, you know, they're racing around that last race, um, for the championship. And there's these little, little black ball things you see on the track. And that's bits of tire rubber that they come off the tires and they go up to the top of the track. And in real NASCAR, they call them marbles. And if you get up there into the marbles, your car will get all, messed up because those stick to your tires that are really hot. Um, and I think it's just cool that they had even that little bit of, you know, detail to put in detail. marbles on the ground. So, um, but yeah. And then even uh, if you look in the background of a lot of the shots from radiator Springs, there's what looks like Cadillacs sticking up out of the ground. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a real place on route 66 called the Cadillac ranch. Um, and I think in the movie, they call it Cadillac Canyon whenever, they show that map of, you know, where I-40 comes through and there's mm-hmm. Cadillac Canyon. That's that's the same thing. So just a lot of those little details I thought were pretty cool of, you know, stuff that you might not notice. But And I don't know if those numbers things are really how they came up with it. But, you know, I guess it, it could sense. be. 
Yeah. And even, um, I can't remember if it's Luigi or Guido, one of them's license plate has a number on it. And that's actually the, the longitude, I think, or one of them uh, of Ferrari's headquarters over in Europe. So in Italy. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's just those details and those Easter eggs that, you know, uh, Pixar puts in there for everybody. So it's also. Yeah. That makes it magical. Like it's oh, yeah. the thing that like pushes it over the edge. Yeah. And this was uh, Paul Newman. He was a, a famous actor and he also did race cars and real races and stuff. Um, he played Doc in the, in the movie and he actually passed away. Um, after this movie came out, it was his last feature film and it was also his highest grossing film he'd ever been in. So wow. his last one was a good one. And yeah, yeah, so, and Doc Hudson, that, that car is, it's, he's, it's based off the real Hudson Hornet that raced back in the fifties and the guy that drove it, Herb Thomas, his career ended after he had a really bad crash. Like he didn't die, but he just couldn't race anymore. Just like Doc did in the movie, Doc his Hudson. career ended in the in a, in a crash. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool how they took real life stuff and made it into, put it into the movie and into the, even the story. So with those actual yeah. cars. So, yeah. And the last thing I want to talk about is the soundtrack for this movie. Um, you know, everyone thinks of cars and they think of rascal flats life. is a highway, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of music in this movie. There aren't necessarily songs like, you know, you think of Lion King, you think of multiple songs, but yeah. when you listen to this movie, you hear, you know, kind of like the fifties music when they're mm-hmm. driving down the strip. I don't know if that's the right word, but the yeah. road that, uh, lightning has fixed mm-hmm. you know they've got that shaboom song and it's super great yeah. but at the very beginning of the movie i was like man the score to this movie is absolutely fantastic especially for a movie that isn't a movie that you think music when you think mm-hmm. of this movie other than life is a highway yeah well and even um there's a i think it's it's the part where lightning mcqueen is going to everybody's shops and kind of getting his car redone and stuff like that he there's a song playing by Chuck Berry uh, called Route 66, and I read I did read this one. Um, the production company said, "Hey, can we?" They or Pixar went to his production company and said, "Can we use this song?" And it was on the B side of a single that Chuck Berry had put out, and the production company didn't know that that was the thing. Like they were like that that song doesn't exist, and then they flipped the record over and were like, "Oh." It does exist. Sure, you can use it. You know, like even his production company didn't know it was there because it was on the back side of a single. But um, then they so got to funny. use it. And of course, that's the song also. I think it's actually done by somebody else at the end of the movie um, when they play the whole thing. But yeah, the original version is in that middle part. And they didn't even know that it existed until Pixar was like, hey, can we use this song? So. That's Pretty so funny. interesting. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that's a classic song. Like, I just assumed everyone knew that song. You yeah. know, Flagstaff, oh, yeah. Arizona, Don't Forget Winona. Like, uh-huh. I, you just know it. And yeah. so that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was on a Disney Mania CD, and it was covered by, like, the Cheetah Girls. And so that's oh, yeah. probably, like, I've played it a million times. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, it's just one of the yeah. songs that I guess maybe Cars made it popular, and I didn't realize it. But, yeah, uh, yeah this. This music in this movie, if you haven't watched this movie and listened to the music, pay attention to the music next time you watch it. Sit down and watch it because I feel like this is another one of those movies that 
like you're like oh i love cars but when how often do you sit down and just like watch cars like no oh, yeah i don't feel yeah. like unless you have a small child i guess you probably <laughs> watch cars a lot if you have a small child yeah but thanks so much for being on yeah thanks for having me it was, it was good good to go back and rewatch that movie again I'm so glad you joined us for this week's Princess in the Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Princess in the Podcast and on Twitter and at Princess Ampod. Visit our website, princessinthepodcast.com. I hope you live happily ever after.